Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. (laughs) Bonjour. I'm excited. I really am. I'm excited for this time that we're in where so much healing is happening so rapidly for those who are choosing it. And I am grateful. I am grateful for my own choosing it. So let's choose it together, and I'll speak a word of prayer here. Let's place our hands on our heart and be so grateful and so thankful for the infinite love, the pure intelligence, the wisdom, and the clarity that is ours now and forever. Taking this breath of love and gratitude, we partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self. Our true identity is the I am that I am, the unlimited spirit. We're all part of God's love. We are grateful and thankful to come together to transcend time and space by means of this podcast and to recognize our true identity. So grateful to let go of a belief in a false identity. So grateful to let go of perpetuating a painful identity. So grateful to lay on the holy altar fire of divine love any and all sense of unworthiness, separation, guilt, blame, shame, regret, resentment, hurt, doubt, and worry. We let it all go. We let it dissolve and resolve permanently back to the root cause. We're choosing to identify with our true self, our source. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm in Vermont again, and I've got another week here in Vermont, and then I go off to uh, Ellenville, New York, at the Honors Haven Resort there, where I'm going to be doing the spiritual counseling training intensive and the teacher training intensive. And uh, I love being in Vermont I do. It's so beautiful here. I love the energy of the land and the mountains, and I feel really blessed to be here. And our topic this week is the results of wishful thinking, the results of wishful thinking. So let's let's really take a look at this, because I, I've learned that There is a difference between wishful thinking and aspiration intention. So let's look at what A Course in Miracles says here. And specifically, we're going to look at chapter 11, section 5, paragraph 5, where Jesus tells us every idea has a purpose. And its purpose is always the natural outcome 
of what it is. Now, that can seem pretty cryptic. I had to read it a couple of times myself. So every idea has a purpose, and its purpose is always the natural outcome of what it is. So every idea has a purpose. So let's say the idea is, let's try a couple of different ideas. The idea is, I'm going to go to the store. Well, what's the purpose of going to the store? Could be different things, right? Could be very different things. Uh, Could be to get a gift, to let someone know I love them. It could be to go and get something to self-medicate with, right? Two clear examples. So the idea has a purpose, And its purpose is always the natural outcome of what it is. So the idea of getting a gift for someone could be a loving idea, right? And the going to the store to get something to self-medicate with could be an unloving idea. So two different purposes and the... The purpose is the natural outcome of what it is. Now, let's take another idea. The idea is simply, how can I be compassionate? My idea is to, I'd like to be compassionate with this person. I'd like to be compassionate with myself. So in that case... The idea certainly has a purpose to be loving, right? So the purpose is always the natural outcome of what it is. So what it is, is it's an expression of ego or it's an expression of spirit. And so the purpose that the idea has is related to, is it of spirit or is it of ego? So for me, uh, when I was a new Course in Miracles student, I began to say to myself when I was thinking unloving, judgmental thoughts, attack thoughts, I would shift that energy and interrupt that pattern by saying, I only think the thoughts I think with God. I only think the thoughts I think with God. Today, I only think the thoughts I think with God. That would be my declaration. That would be like wiping the slate clean, interrupting that pattern, and saying, nope, I am not interested in these unloving thoughts. I only think the thoughts I think with God. Because the thoughts I think with God will always be loving thoughts. Because, and because that's the purpose, which is the natural outcome of what it is. So all the thoughts I think with God are loving thoughts. Now, it, the next sentence in this paragraph five says, everything that stems from the ego is the natural outcome of its central belief, and the way to undo its results is merely to recognize that their source is not natural, being out of accord with your true nature. So let's break this sentence down. 
everything that stems from the ego, so the thought system of the ego, is the natural outcome of its central belief. So what is the central belief of the ego? Central belief is we're separate from source. Right? So every thought in the ego thought system is going to reinforce separation, which means it's also going to reinforce all sense of lack and all sense of limitation, and all of it is attack. And who or what is it attacking? It's attacking us. The ego thought system is a thought system by which we attack ourselves with every ego thought. Every ego thought is a self-attack thought. It's an unloving, self-attacking thought. There are no exceptions to this. So everything works together for good and there are no exceptions except in the opinion of the ego. As long as we are aligning with spirit, then no matter what we have done in the past, no matter what we have thought or believed or chosen or done in the past, spirit will use it for good and show it to us, show us the good that it's using it for. And we will see it when we are aligned with spirit. I love that. I love that. And that's how we redeem ourselves in our own awareness. That's how we can forgive ourselves. That's really what redemption is, is forgiveness. We must forgive ourselves in order to experience freedom, redemption, abundance, prosperity, wholeness, harmony, beauty, wisdom, all of the different spiritual qualities that are part of our true nature. So going back to this second sentence here, everything that stems from the ego is the natural outcome of its central belief and the way to undo its results. So in other words, the way to undo all the results of every egoic thought and decision and choice that we've ever made is merely to recognize that the source of all those decisions and thoughts and beliefs is not natural. Being out of accord with our true nature. So you you hear me all the time talk about our true identity, our true nature. It's so helpful to me to consistently day in and day out affirm what my true nature is and what my true identity is. And then to not get caught up in attacking myself for the decisions I made when I had a slip and thought I was something I'm not. Because nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists. Now, this is the, for many, the hardest part of being a Course in Miracles student is recognizing this world is not real. And I think one of the best ways to understand it is to look at that movie, The Matrix. 
And some people say, oh, I don't want to see a violent movie. Well, in that movie, uh, the, the violence is, it's all truly, it is in a computer world. It's not in reality. So it's all happening in the mind and the mind of the people that the violence is is happening to it's it's happening to them in their mind only it's not happening in their physical reality so in the matrix it's reversed from our experience mm-hmm. so it it's it's very helpful to look at it and see oh wow people can uh, experience all kinds of things in the matrix, but it's not happening in their true reality unless they agree to it. And that's how it is for us. That's how it is for us. So the next sentence in this paragraph is, I said before that to will contrary to God is wishful thinking and not real willing. So one of the foundations of A Course in Miracles is that our willingness is all that is required. So when we take our will, our free will, and we employ it for the ego instead of for spirit, that is what Jesus is calling wishful thinking and not real willing. So when we are dreaming of, let's say we're fantasizing, and the, 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 the body is always the hero in the fantasy where we imagine ourselves in different situations. You know, there's all kinds of fantasies. There's winning the lottery fantasy. There's um, winning the argument fantasies. There's the sexual fantasies, all the different kinds of imaginings that are wishful thinking and not real willing. All of that is actually, it's like a drug. And uh, I've talked about this before. I've done radio shows. In fact, in April 2018, I did a... A podcast episode called Divine Vision or Ego Fantasy. And by the way, if you have the podcast app or you're using a podcast app on your phone or your tablet or your computer to access this podcast, you can always search in there uh, for keywords. And also, if you go to livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash podcast, you can get the transcript for whatever episodes. You can also do a search in there. Also, at that same place, livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash podcast, if you scroll down, you can submit a radio show topic by request. I'd love to get your requests. And you can also sign up to receive an email reminder when the, the, what is it, the transcript (laughs) 
is ready and available. So those things are there. And there's a lot of other things there that you can get free resources. So just FYI. So we're looking at the ways that wishful thinking is not real willing. And that actually is meant as a relief, is how I perceive Jesus is telling us there, that we can, at least that's, yeah, that's how I perceive it, is that all the wishful thinking that I've done, all the fantasy that I've done, it's it's a use of my time, energy, and attention that will like I said, act like a drug because it's, I I had this real, I used to spend a lot of time in fantasy and it was my way to escape my reality because I didn't like my reality, my fake reality in this world. And that's the thing is we've created this false reality, this illusion or delusion, and then we don't like it. We don't like what we've made. So we make another fantasy to escape the illusion. And it's very common. Uh, And a lot of spiritual students don't like to admit how much they spend in fantasy because it feels unspiritual. And it is like a drug, just like watching television can also be like a drug. It doesn't have to be. But fantasy, my experience is, it always is. And there is a difference between fantasy and vision. So if you'd like to know about that, you can find out about that from uh, what I think about that on uh, that podcast episode about vision versus fantasy. So why is wishful thinking or fantasy like a drug it's we're using it to get high in a sense we're using it to escape and just like we can use lots of things to get high or escape that many people wouldn't even think of as like a drug and gosh I think Regina Dawn Akers and I had a conversation about this, I want to say March, February 2015 in the podcast. And by the way, if you're looking for old episodes um, and you're on an Apple device, you need to get, there are two podcasts, one called A Course of Miracles and one called A Course of Miracles Archive. Uh, iTunes only puts 300 episodes in a podcast, so there's that. Um, So this wishful thinking is not real willing, and it's a distraction, and it is an ego distraction. So for me, it's so helpful to just recognize... Oh, when I go into fantasy, that's an ego thing. And I'm actually not being loving to myself when I'm doing that. I'm investing my precious time, energy, and attention in something that's 
self-medicating and therefore self-sabotaging and therefore self-destructive. And I don't wish to do that anymore. Now, as I said, I was... Uh, I used to spend a lot of time in fantasy, which I don't anymore. And what I've seen, and I was talking about this in Masterful Living yesterday, is what I've seen is that the more energy and attention and awareness I put into being loving rather than being judgmental and attacking, the more I am choosing things that are helpful to me rather than things that are self-sabotaging and self-destructive. I've seen this over the course of many years. As I was saying in uh, also in the, I think I said this in the worthiness workshop over the weekend, that uh, the more I invest in loving myself rather than judging and attacking myself or others that my the self-sabotage and self-destruction of my self-medication dissolved and I became less and less interested in self-medication and so now I don't find myself doing that and I used to self-medicate with many different things, with work, with food, with cigarettes, with alcohol, uh, with fantasy, with watching television, and with talking on the phone and even exercising. And I find now that everything is in moderation and balance. Yes, like everybody on the planet, sometimes I'll have just a little too big a piece of pie or I'll, you know, some, I'll stay up too late. I'll just want to watch another episode or whatever it is. I do that occasionally, but I don't feel like I'm doing it to self-medicate. <laughs> and there's a difference. I know because self-medication always, no matter what form I did it in, would give me an energetic hangover. So this is why in this episode, uh, I called it um, the results of wishful thinking. So to me, the results of wishful thinking are self-destructive and they make us feel worse about ourselves when we're doing a lot of wishful thinking, especially if it's fantasy. So let's let's look a little bit further at this in terms of all the wishful thinking we do. Because you may not think of it as fantasy. Because I notice uh, a thought that still comes up from time to time is the wish that someone would be punished for doing something I don't like. I do notice that thought is one that comes up uh, maybe once a week. Uh, I noticed it when I was driving sometime recently that somebody did some kind of a wackadoo move that I didn't like. And 
uh, it felt dangerous, and I had a thought, I hope the cops get him. And then I, when I have that kind of, that's to me is wishful thinking. I hope the cops get him, you know. Or there's some politician that's doing something that is uh, harmful to human beings and uh, people are getting killed, people are being tortured as a result of their choices. And I think, I hope they, they go to jail for that. Something like that would be wishful thinking. And I, I, that thought that they should be punished. And then I correct that thought with thinking, I do not wish to think anyone should be punished. That is not my way. That is not God's way. What I wish is that they would wake up, and me too. Let's all wake up and let's do it together. Yes, yes, yes. So this is the kind of wishful thinking that we can be on the alert for. And that's going to be super helpful to us. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Ah, It's coming up on time for me to take a break. And as I'm going to the break, I'd like to ask you two things, two favors. One is... If you do listen to the Archive podcast or the Course in Miracles podcast, if you would write a review wherever you get your podcast from, that will help more people find it, and that would be great. And the other thing I'd like to ask is, if you value this podcast, would you consider making a monthly donation, a tithe of any kind, a recurring kind? And you can do that at livingacourseofmiracles.com or jenniferhadley.com. I am Jennifer Hadley, and you are listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. So glad to have this opportunity to join with you. We're talking about the results of wishful thinking, the self-destructive results of wishful thinking. And it's powerful. These little things that we can do are powerful in terms of transforming our life. Because what I've learned is that 99% of our healing and transformation comes from interrupting the patterns of the ego and choosing again, choosing love. What I have seen in my own life is that it does require a tremendous amount of willingness to choose again and again and again all day long. And so that's why I love A Course in Miracles because it is a great program to do that. We have a course with a program for every day of the year that we can practice. And as I was sharing in Masterful Living yesterday, 
I found for myself, since A Course in Miracles is a holographic teaching, that if I just practice, love holds no grievances. Love holds no grievances. I am part of God's loving life. So God holds no grievances. Love holds no grievances. I hold no grievances. And for me, I used to say all the time, love holds no grievances, nor do I. And as my grievance holding (laughs) diminished, I didn't need to say it all the time. So I don't hear myself say it very much anymore. But it still comes every now and then. Oh, love holds no grievances, nor do I. So... Because A Course in Miracles is a holographic teaching, if you understand any part of it, you understand the whole of it, pick one lesson and practice it all day, every day, rigorously, and you will be transformed. One of the things I was talking about in the worthiness workshop uh, that I did this past weekend, and by the way, if you missed it, we're replaying it, and you can jump in and do it, uh, and it's it's a facilitated replay, so it's not just listening to an audio. You'll you'll be with a whole group of other people who are being facilitated as well. We've got five more coming up. Just go to livingacourseofmiracles dot com forward slash worthiness, and you can find it there. And it's also on the events page at jenniferhadley dot com. It's a free workshop. Register, you'll get the download for the worksheet, do the worksheet, come to any one of the replays, come to all of them. It's up to you. It's all free. Share it with a friend. It was one of the best things I ever did, and I am so happy to keep sharing it with you. Uh, So in that workshop, I was talking about my decision to go all in for God and how I had spent so many years trying to figure out how to apply spiritual teachings to really shift and change my life. And I had seen lots of shifts and changes, but I still felt that there was, you could call it a glass ceiling or some impediment. Like I just couldn't break through it. There was a wall between me and what I knew was my happiness, the possibility for my happiness, uh, what I knew was possible for my life of love, I just couldn't seem to break through and get to the other side. And so I, I prayed and prayed and prayed. Oh my gosh, did I pray for an answer. And the answer revealed in my mind was, do everything you can in every moment of every day just to be loving. Make that your number one priority. More important than anything else. More important than career. More important than church. Because uh, at the time, I was in ministerial training at Agape, and that was very important to me. And uh, that was also my career, which was very important to me. And my body was very important to me. I was uh, 
exercising a lot, doing a lot of yoga and different things like that. And the inspiration that came to me is just put being loving, being connected to spirit first. So not being right or wrong or even spiritual, just be loving. And so I stopped reading a lot of books and things like that. And I focused my attention on my mind and changing my mind, going the other way from being unloving. Because I had such a judgmental mind. And if you've been listening to a lot of these episodes of my podcast, you've heard me say this many times before. But that was the thing that did everything for me. And it was really the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. It required my full attention. And I really just found it was so, so difficult just to stay loving, just to be kind, just to really stop attacking myself and others. And that's why I've created my Finding Freedom Boot Camp and my Masterful Living year-long course, because it is so deeply challenging. But when we can do it with others, it's much easier. So I've seen that the people doing the same things that I did but doing it not on their own like I did, but doing it in community with others who are committed to the same work, they're doing it much faster than I did. And that makes me so happy. <laughs> it makes me so happy. So, uh, oh, Finding Freedom starts next week, October 10th. Yes, this, there won't be another one for about six months. I won't be able to do another one for six months. So if you've been interested in doing my Finding Freedom, if you've been putting it off, you've been thinking about it, someday, now's the day. Really, don't put it off anymore, please. Uh, we've got payment plans, and you'll have a great time doing it. Truly, you will. And you'll get to be live with me every week for 90 days, almost every week, just maybe one week off. So if you choose, of course, you can get the recordings and all that uh, if you can't join me live. So come, 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 come to Finding Freedom. You know, the great thing is we're going through the holidays. It's coming, it's coming. (laughs) And for many time, for many people, that is the most challenging time of the year. If you're in Finding Freedom, you will have a different experience and you will have tons of support to actually be that fulcrum point of healing in your family. You can be the one that makes the difference year after year after year, because this is the 12th year I've been doing Finding Freedom. I see people transform not just themselves, but their relationships and their family. It's amazing what people can do when they really decide to do it and they have the support. So please, if you've been thinking about it, now is the time. Don't put it off. And, and then you will start the new year feeling fabulous about yourself and about what's possible for you. And that's such a great act of self-love for yourself. So 
we've got a couple of payment plans. If money is an issue, if one of those payment plans doesn't work for you, we'll help you out. We'll create a new payment plan just for you. That's my commitment. It always has been. So I'm here for you. And it's also a great introduction to masterful living. Yeah. In many ways, masterful living is is easier than finding freedom. In some ways, it's more challenging. So it's good to do uh, to have different ways to to work these programs, and it's really all about embodying these Course of Miracles teachings and finding that great willingness instead of the wishful thinking. So for me, I that decision to go all in for God and to make being loving my highest priority helped me to see the self-destructiveness of my wishful thinking. And the more I practice this, the more clear I am. So for instance, in the last couple of years, I've been more and more aware that this impetus to punish instead of liberate is strong in my awareness and that this belief that people should be punished for their wrongdoings, for their unloving acts and thoughts and choices. And of course, if I believe it for myself, I mean, if I believe it for others, I must believe it for myself. If I believe it for myself, I must believe it for others. And so what it does is it gets in the way of my happiness. We can't believe in punishment and believe in liberation, right? It doesn't work. That's a fantasy too. (laughs) So wishful thinking, uh, I hope they get theirs, their comeuppance, right? I hope somebody catches them and punishes them. Let's look for the loving thought. And the loving thought is, let them see the light, right? So for me, one of the things that I pray for is, for instance, with our politicians who are corrupt, and there are corrupt politicians all over the world and countries all over the world, instead of praying that they be punished, I pray that they awaken Let them awaken before me. Let them have that Saul to Paul moment, right? Remember Saul, the persecutor of the Christians who was uh, so outspoken against Jesus. He had that experience on the road to Damascus where he saw Jesus in a blinding light and he had a wake up. And then he became the great proselytizer of the Christian teachings and uh, became Paul. He changed his name from Saul to Paul because of that one instance. So when there's somebody who is uh, acting in a way that seems evil or corrupt, destructive, fear-based, unkind, instead of wishing that they be punished, let us wish that they wake up. Let us pray for them because we're one with them. If we believe that they should be punished, we must also believe it about ourselves. 
So it's one, it also, in every case, that wishful thinking that someone should be punished or hurt or killed or whatever that wish is, however fleeting, it will trigger our unconscious guilt. Because our unloving thoughts always trigger our conscious and unconscious guilt. And it will show up in our life as being afraid. So we're going to feel guilty and afraid about something. And this is the thing that the majority of people, very few people really realize the correlation between our attack thoughts and our fear and guilt experiences but they directly correlate so if you'd like to relieve yourself of anxiety and fear and worry and doubt and guilt then commit yourself to being loving and give up any kind of wishful thinking because there's no kind of wishful thinking that really is helpful now when we say ah I wish I could find that reference in that book. That's really not the same kind of wishful thinking. But I've learned to start training myself to replace even that wish for this. I'd like that. I'd like it. And what I find is that when I state clearly, I'd like this. I'd like a new car. I'd like to have a dog. I'd like to have a home. I'd like to uh, release extra weight. I'd like to have more income. I'd like to have more spiritual friends. I'd like to have peace in my family. When we declare these things, it really does energize them in a positive way. And there's something about saying, I'd like, that it's not the same as an attachment. I want, I need. As I'd like. You know what I'd really like? I'd really like to find uh, uh, whatever. Start putting these things out in the universe. Without attachment, but this is what I'd like. It's way more powerful than wishful thinking. There's no self-destruction in it. You're declaring what you'd like. And we can have what we'd like. We can. We can have the whatever it is uh, that most of us would like. More income, more opportunity, more love, more light, more beauty, more truth, more wisdom. Let's declare what we'd like recognizing that any attachment we have to what we'd like will create suffering. It will, it will. So let's go back to this paragraph here. So wishful thinking is not real willing, right? Because it's not aligned with divine will. Course in Miracles tells us that there's only one will. It is the will of God. So in the illusion delusion, we can experience a separate will where we're being destructive, self-destructive, unloving. Yet there's no 
effect beyond this world of it. So, then it says in, in this same paragraph here, the next sentence is, His will, God's will, is one, with a capital O, because the extension of God's will cannot be unlike itself. So, in counseling sessions, I've been counseling people for uh, almost 20 years now, uh, in counseling sessions, I will sometimes suggest, what about working with the affirmation, thy will be done? And people often recoil and they go, oh, I, uh, that doesn't feel safe to me. It, and it's good to know, do you feel safe saying thy will be done? Because that indicates whether or not you feel that you can trust God. If you don't feel you can trust God, that's a projection, right, of your own self-distrust projected on God. And that's a good thing to know about is when we don't trust ourselves, we will project that onto God as well as to others. And anyone who's identified with ego is not trustworthy. So that's just a given. Anyone who's identified with ego is not trustworthy. Ego is not trustworthy. Bottom line, no question about that. So God's will is one because the extension of God's will cannot be unlike itself. So we're an extension of God's will. So we cannot be unlike God. We can only fabricate an illusion delusion that we're unlike God. So thy will be done is a great way to clear out all of our attachments to all of the things that are self-destructive and causes of our suffering. But many people... And I've seen this in myself, of course I have. We cling to that which is actually not helpful and self-destructive. Again and again and again, we cling to it. Why? Because we made it. We made it. We're the maker of it. And even if what we're clinging to is the idea that we're unworthy of love, that we're not good enough, that something's wrong with us, and if you do my worthiness worksheet uh, that comes with the workshop, you'll get some clear ideas about it. I mean, it's a wake-up call. If you're willing to have a wake-up call, get that worthiness workshop and worksheet, right? We realize how attached we are to thinking we're unworthy and unlovable and how we, every day, generate new experiences and new projections, new perceptions of our unworthiness. And we affirm it again and again all day long. So the antidote is thy will be done. And God's will for us is perfect happiness. That's pure A Course of Miracles. God's will for us is perfect happiness. What about perfect happiness don't we wish to experience? <laughs> Let's wish for that. What is, what is it about perfect happiness that we wouldn't like? Nothing. But we're afraid of aligning with divine will, and instead 
we align with the false will of the ego because we'd have to give up our attachments. We'd have to give up our opinions and judgments. We'd have to have our special relationships transformed to holy relationships. So then here's what Jesus tells us. The real conflict you experience then is between the ego's idle wishes and the will of God which you share. That's the real conflict. So anytime you feel conflict, you feel like you're conflicted with your brother or your sister or a politician or any other thing in this world, the real conflict you experience is between the ego's idle wishes and the will of God. Can this be a real conflict, he asks? Yes. Yes. It is. No, it's not a real conflict. It's a false conflict. This one we've created. And then he goes on to say, yours is the independence of creation, not of autonomy. So we're independent, but not autonomous. So it's important to understand that. We're independent, meaning that we we can choose what we will put our energy into, but we're not autonomous. We can't be separate. You, it's, he says, your whole creative function lies in your complete dependence on God, whose function he shares with you. By his willingness to share it, he became as dependent on you as you are on him. Do not ascribe the ego's arrogance to God, who wills not to be independent of you. He has included you in his autonomy. Can you believe that autonomy is meaningful apart from him? The belief in ego autonomy is costing you the knowledge of your dependence on God in which your freedom lies. The ego sees all dependency as threatening and has twisted even your longing for God into a means of establishing itself. But do not be deceived by its interpretation of your conflict. So we are dependent upon God. Why? Because we're part of God inseparable. Here's another way that you can undo the ego is look at where you fear dependence. It's ego. And place your will inside God's will because there is only one. Thy will be mine. Thy will be done in my life. Be Have the courage to give up all your attachments, your cravings, your aversions. It does take courage. This I know. And I'm so grateful to walk alongside you. If you'd like to do this work with me, come join me in Finding Freedom. We start October 10th. And we are going to have an awesome rest of the year undoing the ego and putting our full attention on being loving. It is so transformative and it works so quickly. 
I'd like to say thank you to all the people who contribute to this podcast with your donations, with your love and your support. Thank you for listening and sharing your time with me. Let's pray. So grateful and thankful for the infinite love of God, which shines in our heart and mind now and forever. So grateful that we're already as holy as holy can be. So grateful to give up any idea of punishing anyone, anywhere, anytime. We share the benefits of our wholeness and our healing with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah!